about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. And a very happy Christmas to you two. Hello, my name is Pete Edgerton. Here we are with the final Your Harrogate podcast of 2022. What a week it's been. Nick Hancock has been granting Christmas wishes all thanks to Talk Talk. We've given away a big TV, an iPad, a family meal and a Disneyland Paris trip. Amazing stuff. You can catch all of that on our social feeds. And also, not forgetting, £1,000 in time for Christmas thanks to Slingsby Gin. It's been awesome and thank you so much for listening throughout the year. If you are new to the radio station, you can listen via the website, yourharrogate.co.uk. We've got a free app. You can command your smart speaker to players and you can get us when you're travelling about in the car via DAB. Now, in this episode of the podcast, it's another local football one. We're going to be chatting to manager of Harrogate Town Football Club, Simon Weaver. They've got a very busy festive period, starting with a game on Boxing Day against Grimsby at home. But first of all, to grassroots football. And in particular, Scott and Scorchers. I've been catching up with the women and girls football lead, Mike Collier. Mike, first of all, just tell me about Scott and Scorchers for anybody who's not come across the club before, because there's there's many different teams, isn't there, that, that form what is Scott and Scorchers? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we uh, formed in 2003. Um, and uh, we've been growing ever since. We have around 250 children at the club. Uh, we have a mum's team, uh, and we've recently created a Stavely Scorchers simply because we had a waiting list. Uh, and rather than have a waiting list, we uh, became aware of a new pitch, or sorry, an old pitch, former cricket pitch, uh, and decided to uh, sort of invest and get involved there. And then we can create more places for kids to play football. That's brilliant stuff. Is that anywhere near the school in Stavely then? Yeah, it's on the other side of the village, really, on the way on the Arkendale Road. Yeah, I know what you mean. Very good. And has it, it, it gone down well? You know, have you had good kind of um, reaction to that? Yeah, I think I think um, we sort of know we'll, we'll become full. Um, we're not just sure just when that will be. We've already got an under-eight uh, group formed. And uh, sort of three quarters of the way to an under tens group, so we've still some spaces there, uh, which is good, and we've still got spaces in our youngest under sixties uh, age group. And have you been involved since the very start, Mike, or how how did it come about? Kind of your involvement with the club? Yeah, yeah, not quite. Um, the club was formed by two dads in the village um, who discussing at, at school one day at the school gate. Uh, when the kids were sort of love playing football, why do we form a club? I came along the following year. I think uh, they started with nine kids in the bag of footballs on the village field. Uh, I came along the following year with my daughter who was keen to play. Uh, my other daughter then joined in. Uh, and it quickly became apparent that um, we were just going to grow outgrow the, the field we were on. Uh, so I think we, we'd done an advert in the local press and I think we got, you know, 30, 30 kids straight away. And uh, we moved on to uh, include the Scotland Cricket Club. And then we got involved with the parish council, the development of a new pitch at Scotland, opposite the village school. And we built a pavilion there. And then we developed further pitches on the same site, all that were a former household tip site. So it's a, a really good story of um, 
bringing wasteland back into use. Yeah, very much. And uh, having having been there, it's fantastic facilities as well. So well done to everybody involved. What do you love about it, Mike? Oh, it's just fantastic to see all the kids, you know, come along, all excited and hear stories from parents. You know, parents say to me, you know, Monday to Friday, I can't get them out of bed. But on a Saturday morning, they're sat on the end of the bed in the football boots saying, is it time to go yet? You know, so, you know, it's, it's that it's that enjoyment of seeing the kids enjoying it, really. You know, and from that, because we've been doing it nearly 20 years, we've got kids now who came at six, seven years old, and yet they're now qualified coaches at the club, uh, you know, on the committee, uh, on the youth council. Uh, so it's great to see those kids getting their coaching badges and, and coaching the next generation of kids. Yeah, that's brilliant to see that progression. And and what success stories have you have you had? If you were to pick a few from uh, from this particular year so far, well, we finished this this football season with uh, our under eighteens that playing really well. Uh, we joined top with Bradford City, uh, our under eighteen girls. So they had a playoff to decide who win it. So to be to be competing against the likes of Bradford City is quite something. We didn't quite make it to be the ultimate winners, but we. We finished joint top in the league and we also won the, the League Cup. Uh, so they had a really good season. Um, we, we've got you know teams uh, playing in the Village League where scores aren't recorded. Uh, and, you know, there are no league tables, but where we just see, you know, every player's taken, all the kids having a great time playing in an environment where, you know, it isn't, you know, at that age, it's not about... Uh, winning every game it's about everybody playing everybody participating everyone having a great time Um, you know children self-selected they get a little bit older and choose maybe to do something else but we believe that you know whilst we believe everyone should uh, play and be as good as they can be uh, we also believe that everybody should play regardless of ability Absolutely, yeah. Make it all uh, very much inclusive. And uh, have you seen a good buzz this year surrounding, obviously, the success of the Lionesses and then uh, the Men's World Cup taking place too? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we were very lucky, very fortunate that Tess um, in the club, she was spotted by television crews probably around the world, really, dancing yeah. at the matches. Uh, and, you know, her, her story was a fantastic fantastic, uh, you know, she did so well with all the media attention uh, and if someone had said, you know, a couple of weeks before that, we'll have a Scotland Scorchers, uh, you know, girl at the final uh, talking, t- holding the cup uh, and, uh, you know, in the press box with the BBC, you know, you wouldn't have believed it. So, so obviously that was a big high, uh, you know, and we, we really enjoyed that. But we also had, you know, lots of the girls uh, on um, the, the local, local media uh, as well, uh, we've you know we've we've uh, recently been in touch with uh, Sky News, so um, you know there'll be something maybe coming up in the new year. So so yeah, it, there's been some really significant high points, um, uh, and it's really you know continued to grow the profile of of girl, women's and girls football, which is which is what it's all about. It's quite interesting actually because we've we've been speaking to. Um, Jed and all the uh, guys and girls involved with with Nairsborough women, who th- they're absolutely flying, you know, as a as a club. And then I was speaking to a um, a lady the other week from Panel Ash, and it was quite interesting to hear her say that, in her opinion, 
she prefers a men's game and she still she still thinks that the women's game has got a long way to go yet. What would you say to that? Well, uh, first of all, um, I think that's the first time for a long time that I've heard somebody say that. I think, uh, you know, the women's game, you know, the tournament was just a joy to behold. And, it, it, you know, if you think about all the good things in in sport, um, you know, some of the negative things sometimes in, in the men's game, uh, you know, it was a fantastic uh, testament to, uh, to female sport, really. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want the women's game to get like the men's game in so much as people on ridiculous amounts of money, people detached from the fan base. Um, you know, I think that will, you know, we want it to be successful, we want it to grow. The crowds at some of the women's Super League matches are fantastic now. Um and we, but we don't want it to go too far to become detached from 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 the fan base. From your own perspective as a, as a club, Scott and Scorchers, um, are you still looking for more volunteers to get involved, more players? What's the um, what's the deal with it all? Yeah, I think you know we're always on the lookout for people to get involved because you know it's run totally by volunteers, so it's always parents. It's always parents that are involved, and of course, parents move on as they go through the ages and move up. So uh, we, we're continually looking to bring people in as people move out. Uh, we've done that successfully for nearly twenty years. And player-wise, as I say, we we were at the point where we were full on the boys' side, but by creating uh, stable sculptures, we've now got vacancies. Uh, and of course, as we get those children in, we'll be looking for volunteers to get involved in coaching. But we've got over 40 coaches at the club, which is incredible when you think they're all volunteers. They get FA qualifications, safe, child safeguarding and emergency aid. So it really is something. It really is. And well done to you all. It's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, so, so when are you back? Uh, presumably you take a break now for, for Christmas. You're back in January. Is, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, we're back the first Saturday. I think it's the 7th. Uh, Saturday the 7th we're back. Um, and we'll start probably the, uh, the maybe matches. I think it'll be mostly training the first week back and then we'll be back into the fixture programme because we lost a couple of Saturdays with, uh, with the hard frosts. Yeah, of course. So if people would like to get involved, is the website the best one to use, Mike, or social yeah, media? Yeah, they yeah, can contact uh, the club uh, at com, and you, you, they'll see you can contact us there and uh, we'll get back to them straight away. Brilliant. Well, make sure you all have a, a very happy Christmas. Take care, take it steady and, uh, and good luck in the new year. You too, Pete. Have a lovely Christmas. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. And as ever, a big thank you if you've stuck with me so far through this episode all about local football and the focus now turns to League Two. Harrogate Town have got a busy festive fixture working backwards. Hartlepool United on New Year's Day. Bradford City, a big Yorkshire derby on the 29th. And on Boxing Day, it's Grimsby Town at the Environment Stadium. I've been catching up with the gaffer, Simon Weaver. Your Harrogate. So, Simon, looking at the forecast, it's going to go ahead on, on Boxing Day. That'll be over three weeks since the team has played. In this situation where you have enforced postponements, are there any extra measures that you take in training to keep all the players focused? No, just concentrated on getting a good atmosphere going in training, small-sided games, a lot of sharp work. Um, the the running is short and sharp as well, um, just so that the players actually believe it and feel good um we're going we're into a 
a big run of games, so it's just about maintenance really and training. Uh, we did do a spinning session in Harrogate, um, David Lloyd's last Saturday in, that replaced a game, and they all worked hard because you can see up on the screens now on the monitors. Um, so they've been working hard. Um, nothing can quite replace a game, but um, you know we, we're aware of how much energy they have put into it, and the, the attitude's been spot on. Good stuff. And, and how's everybody looking with regards to the injury situation? Have you have you got a few back in contention? Um, well, yeah, we've we've got a few uh, like Jack Muldoon and uh, Alex Patterson who are ready, and a few who are almost ready, um, like Rory and, and Will that, and Mark Oxley. They're probably only a couple of weeks away. Um, well, certainly Dior and and Rory are, and Will just will be following behind them. Um, but George Thompson obviously played in the last game. That was a big plus. Um, and so when you're talking about the likes of, uh, of Patterson and, and Muldoon joining, the, you know, the squad after the recent game against Rochdale, that's it's really good news. We're, we're without Danny Grant. There's a question mark about Josh Coley, but um, he'll have a late fitness test tomorrow. Now, just to go through the games one by one, Grimsby, first of all, on Boxing Day, they've achieved what? few teams do by bouncing back from the National League after just one season that's no mean feat is it that's really tough for a team to do so that then I would imagine they're not to be underestimated well exactly because you often see that there's backward momentum in a club and um, a hangover effect from that but I think in Paul Hurst you've got probably one of the most underestimated managers in all all the football league um, and He's, he's a good ma- mo- manager, good motivator, and he knows the level really well. And um, it was a, a success story for Grimsby last year. And I think when he catches fire there as well, you've got proper partisan support who, who help build that momentum up and belief in players and that they're going places. So it's it's hard to stop them, you know, when they're in full flight. But if we're playing the same manner and same aggressive attitude in terms of the attacking intent, uh, that we have done over the last couple of games, then we stand uh, our best chance of, of doing well against them. And then Bradford Thursday next next week. Uh, fans are joking that it's a, a guaranteed three points for you now when you go to Valley Parade. Um, <laughs> y- you and I have spoken before about the mental element of coming up against bogey teams. Mm. Can you use that to your benefit uh, when you go up against the Bantams? Or um, I think the lads are, are aware of our record there. Um, the players are, the fans are, but it's it's important for me. It's the last thing I want to convey is you know being blasé about it, and you just turn up, rock up, and expect to beat them. You, we've put in an amazing effort um, in the FA Cup and uh, previous games there. Um, we've been we stood toe to toe and and really dug deep uh, in order to get the wins. So they weren't flukes, but there was certainly. Um, hard-fought wins and we have to go there with exactly the same attitude but I'm expecting you know big the big crowds the big games against Grimsby against Bradford and um, you know they shouldn't need a motivating for these games but it's important never to get ahead of ourselves the higher up at the table both teams are and um, we need to get wins in the bag and another big crowd I would imagine expected on New Year's Day when you go to Hartlepool how have you got to approach that one differently from the FA Cup match? Oh, completely different. You know, we we weren't at the races um, in the first half, and uh, but the lads who entered the fray uh, are now in the team, and it just shows you 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 let, you let it slip. They set the standards that we try and 
um, maintain you let those standards slip and people take your place um, and also you get beaten at this level and uh, it, it could be a crucial game that one this is the Your Harrogate podcast away from the football Simon do you, uh, do you get your chef's apron on for Christmas day in the Weaver household or, or do you <clears> get <throat> to sit back and relax well um, I've got a battle of man's you know if I, if I want to get the chef's outfit on that day because um Sally's family are all over, uh, uh, you know, we're coming over. Uh, and so it's a sister, it's a mum, and they'll all be uh, they'll all be competing in the kitchen. So if I get myself, this is my massive excuse. Keep back. Just sit back and enjoy enjoy the films and uh, enjoy playing with the kids. Um, I think so. I mean, wishes, just finally as well, wishes for, for 2023. Obviously, I would imagine remaining a football league club is, is, is right up there. But what else do you hope for? Um I, I hope for continued growth, you know, in in our football club. As in, you know, we've got a great play development centre. We've got an academy set up under Paul Stansfield and Josh Law now that I think he's just gathering momentum. You know, that I really hope that some of our second years um, keep grabbing it, you know, the moment because they're on in line for a contract offer. Uh, several players are. Um that will bring, you know, real energy into our first team squad and hope for local lads, you know, and um, as I say, the play development centre is is not only breeding players, but supporters. Um, and so the youth element is massive to a club like ours. And I hope that, you know, we can create that spark, you know, and, and release for everyone, sporting release for everyone to enjoy. We, we, through troubled times in 2022, I think that actually we're, we're carving a way out to find a real new attacking identity. Um, and it's it's almost reassuring watching the World Cup because it paved the way for some exciting games and we want to play some exi- exciting football and and um, I, I really hope that as a football club we can create excitement and a real, um, real attractive, be an attractive club to go and re- support locally. Brilliant stuff. Well, here's wishing you all the very best. I know it's short-lived being involved in football, the Christmas period, but try and relax Christmas Day and, and enjoy that family time and fingers crossed for three points on Boxing Day. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Have a good Christmas. All about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast.